Welcome back to this bonus episode of the Go to Hell podcast, Strong Opinions Weekly Held about Christianity, the church, and beer. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Tim Curley, and I'm joined by my co-host, Colton Pierce. Colton, let's jump right in. All right, let's go through some fun facts. There's some really cool ones here. I got a bunch of these. I found a bunch more, but I, I, I want the ones that were interesting fun so number one kenneth Branagh, famous director and actor made his acting debut in this movie as what he's an extra in the scene where they're all going through signing up for clubs nice that's fun stephen fry if you're aware of him he's also once you see him he's a i think he's also in all the he's probably in all the harry potter movies if you see him then you know who he is he's he's got a strange cameo extra in this uh is he not mr drizzly oh wait who's the guy the guy who ring or who's the house man or whatever no this isn't somebody else okay Okay. do you know what other movies chariots of fire beat out as best picture no i don't what are they well one of them was raiders of the lost ark i would i would put chariots of fire over raiders Uh, as far as like best picture goes like raiders of the lost ark is fun and phenomenal right i mean like the, there's a couple other. Just so we're oh. clear, Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> is also on our top twenty-five movie yes. list. So there was uh, one. I'm, I'm not going to remember one. Another one was Reds, which was which was and is a dreadful, slow, over just overly. Per, it's a horrible movie starring Ned Beatty. It's just wretched. I haven't seen it. Uh, on Golden Pond was another one that was I think Henry Fonda's last movie and the only movie. He was in with his daughter. They play father and daughter. It is an interesting movie. It is rough because it looks like they're having it out in real life in scenes. It is worth watching. You will watch it once. It, it It's raw. But uh, So that was another one. Okay. Aubrey Montague in real life. Everybody but one of the five characters we've mentioned was an actual character in real life. Aubrey Montague was one of them. His son gave the the production company, the writer specifically, his letters. They were used for production for as research, Don't and are and are used as a narrative bridge for the movie, except for changes in the greetings of the letters from Darling Mummy and to Darling Mum. Everything else is word for word. Don't break my heart on this. Who's the fifth one? That's it. No, it's Lindsay. No, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll that get to guy that. was the best character. I know. We'll I get to that. that we'll get to real. that. But the, oh. he's based on he's an amalgamation of two characters. I don't give two shits. No, it's over now. <laughs> I know I've ruined it for you. Sometimes yeah, this movie's, sometimes this movie's fucked. You should have never said anything. <laughs> Golly. In the, at the memorial service for Harold Abrahams in the movie, which opens the film, Lord Lindsay mentions he and Aubrey Montague are the only members of the twenty-four Olympic team still alive. However, Montague actually died in 1948, 30 years before Abraham's death. He died in 1940? 48. Due to what? I did not see. Oh, come on. Do your research, Tim. Okay. You find out that Lindsay's a fucking fake, (laughs) but golly. Okay. Lord Andrew Lindsay is an amalgamation of two characters. It doesn't matter. In real life, he's based on a Lord David Burley. 
Lord David Burley was the first man to do the Trinity Great Court Run, which is what this is based on. He did it in 1927, not Harold Abrahams. Harold Abrahams never actually ran, let alone broke the record. Doesn't matter. He's also based on the character Douglas Lowe, who won gold medals in the 800-meter races at the 1924 Olympic Games and at the 1928 Games in Amsterdam. In 1924, he was second string for the 800-meter to Henry Stallard, the other um, character in the movie. Lowe was a surprise winner in 152.4 seconds, which beat the British record set by Albert Hill in the previous Olympic final. One scene in the film depicts Burley, the Burley-based Lindsay, as practicing hurdles on his estate with full champagne glasses placed on each hurdle. We love this scene. I don't love it now. No, this is a fake. This is the- This was something the wealthy Burley did. Yeah, but he didn't even race in the hurdles. <laughs> this is now a problem. He did that in real life. Yeah, well, he didn't race in the he didn't race in the 100 meter hurdles. 100 sorry, 110 meter hurdles. Uh, okay, you'll like this one. Nope, I'm no. This movie shit now. <laughs> Colton's now going off and sulking in the corner. Uh, we will take a brief respite. so fun for you i guess ian charleson who's that he played eric little (laughs) okay he wrote eric little's speech to the post uh, race working man's crowd at the scotland versus ireland races charleson who studied the bible intensively in preparation for the role told director hugh hudson that he didn't feel the portentous and sanctimonious scripted speech was either authentic or inspiring Hudson and Welling, Welland, the writer, allowed him to write words he personally found inspirational instead. So the actor actually wrote that, and it's a wonderful little... So you say that it's wonderful, but I, I, in my opinion, actually, I enjoyed it a lot. No, it's not deep, but, but it's fitting for... I'm sorry, this is going to might sound like I'm putting him down. It's perfect for a working man's... I wouldn't have even said it was a working man's. Uh, well, maybe... Sounded like it. Sounded like what a typical athlete would say of the, of an evaluation of their faith or whatever. It was just like it's, it's very awkward, and I thought that it sounded very well for the what he was doing. So I had no problems with it whatsoever. So I think he did a phenomenal job, and that it seemed to fit the character very well. Yeah, Jackson Schultz is depicted as handing. Little an inspirational Bible quotation message from before the forty-four, the four hundred meter final. It says in the old book, "He that honors me, I will honor." Good luck. In reality, the note was from members of the British team and was handed to Little before the race. Why the hell did you look up these fun facts? Screenwriter Welland asked Schultz if he could be depicted handing the note, and Schultz readily agreed, saying, "Yes, great, as long as it makes me look good." Fucking cut this podcast. 
Get this shit out of here. Uh, the events surrounding Little's refusal to race on Sunday are fictional. In the film, he does not learn that the 100-meter heat is to be held on the Christian Sabbath until he is boarding the boat to Paris. In fact, the schedule was made public several months in advance. Little did, however, face immense pressure to run on that Sunday and to compete in the 100 meters, getting called before a grilling by the British Olympic Committee, Prince of Wales, and other grandees, and his refusal to run made headlines around the world. Yeah, that makes sense. I, it's not like I, think, the, I think it would have been more dramatic to have done the real-life thing. I think so to, for just to be, I think for compactness, they changed it. Sure. That makes sense. I was like, I, I never believed that part of it, where it's like, I just found out on the boat ride that it's on Sunday. I was like, <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Like, what have you been doing? Living under a rock? Like... Uh, the, the, the decision to change races was even so made well before embarking to Paris, and Little spent the intervening months training for the 400 meters, an event in which he had previously excelled. It is true, nonetheless, that Little's success in the Olympic 400 meter was largely unexpected. The film depicts Lindsay having already won a medal in the 400 meter hurdles. Giving, oh, I'll, I'll skip that one. I've already upset you. No, I mean, actually, did they disclose that in the in the movie? It said that Lindsay had the won. The film a... depicts Lindsay having already won a medal in the 400 meter hurdles, giving up his place in the 400 meter race for little. In fact, Burley. Wait, they say he does the 400 meter hurdles? That's what they said, yeah. You only see him run in a straight line. I think he ran multiple races. Yeah, but I was saying in the film. It looks like he only runs the 110 meter hurdles. Uh, they might have just done one. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't know that he ran the 400-meter hurdle, so that could be a correction or whatever for our podcast. Yeah, okay, keep going. Eric Little actually also ran in the 200-meter race and finished third behind Paddock and Schultz. This is the only time in reality that Little and Abrahams competed in the same finals race. While their meeting in the 1923 AAA championship in the film was fictitious, Little's record... That's hilarious. Wait, they... Okay, so not only do they put it in the movie... That Abrams is upset over the fact that he loses the 200-meter race. But he actually loses to Little in the 200-meter race as well for in the Olympics. Correct. That's crazy. While their meeting in the 1923 Triple uh, Triple A Championship in the film was fictitious, Little's record win in that race did spur Abrahams to train even harder. In the film... Eric Little is tripped up by a Frenchman in the 400-meter event of Scotland-France International Athletic Meeting. He recovers, makes up a 20-meter deficit, and wins. This was based on fact. The actual race was the 440 yards at the triangular contest between Scotland, England, and Ireland at Stoke-on-Trent in England in July 1923. This will blow your mind. So he wins the 440 his achievement was remarkable as he had already won the 100 and the 220 events. No, but that was part of the thing, right? Oh, but that was also mm. something that they mentioned in... Okay, so that's something that they mentioned in the in the Olympics. Or when he goes to the Olympics. Yeah. The United States guy scopes him out. And he says, yeah, he's, he's a... He's already ran like three yeah. other events today. And he was like, wait, I thought he only has one event. I don't know. So also unmentioned, also unmentioned with regard to Little is that it was he who introduced Abrahams to Sam Massabini. This is alluded to 
In the film, Abraham's first encounters Musabini while he is watching Little race. Yes. Abraham's and Little did race each other twice, but not as depicted in the film, which shows Little winning in the final 100 yards against the shattered Abrahams at the 1923 uh, AAA championship at Stanford Bridge. In fact, they raced only in a heat of the 220 yards, which Little won five yards ahead of Abrahams. That, that's an ass-beating. Yes. Who did not progress to the final. In the 100 yards, Abrahams was eliminated in the heats and did not race against Little, who won the finals of both races the next day. This is why this guy was working. So Little was kicking his ass all up and down the British Isles <laughs> and winning in, in every event, not just one. And he continued to kick his ass <laughs> all the way up to the British Isles. All right, so here's a little one. Little sister Ginny was several Ginny. years younger than she was portrayed in the film. Her disapproval of Little's track career was creative license. She actually fully supported his sporting work. Jimmy Little Somerville cooperated fully with the making of the film and has a brief cameo in the Parish Church of Scotland during Little's oh, sermon. Nice. That's good. Uh, the beach scenes showing the athletes running towards Carlton Hotel at Broadstairs, Kent, were shot in Scotland. I've been here. At were shot in Scotland on West Sands, St Andrews, next to the 18th hole at the of the old course at St Andrews. Yes. Yeah, so I- just so we're clear, I've never seen the 18th hole of St. Andrews, but that's exactly where it looked like yeah, it was exactly. from. exactly. I was like, I've seen it in pictures. I've seen it in video games. I'm 100%. I'm like, there's no shot that that's not next to the 18th hole right there. All of the Cambridge scenes were actually filmed at Hugh Hudson's alma mater, Eton College, because Cambridge refused filming rights fearing depictions of anti-Semitism. Well, the truth hurts. The Cambridge administration greatly regretted the decision after the film's enormous success. Shocker. <laughs> the movie was funded by Egyptian businessman Mohammed Al-Fayed, the father of Dodi Al-Fayed, who was uh, with Princess Diana the night she died in the car crash. Picture didn't happen. That's actually talked about in the last season of the crown that was the first movie they funded they decided to jump i think Dodie wanted to get into filmmaking and he convinced his father and they did chariots of fire and i remember watching that thinking it's so odd that these egyptians you don't get the sense that they're religious but they're arab uh, egyptian arabs are doing this and there's made mention to it we're going to do a christian over over overtly christian movie um and then his dad's over the moon and, and gets to it's an Oscar, like his dad literally gets an Oscar because yeah. he funded the things as one of the producers. So, all right, I think that's it.